You're listening to Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Oh, too funny. <laughs> Welcome back. 424-645-685. Thank you for engaging in us and allowing us to be silly. Me and Strick and Nathan haven't been together for a while. That's right. So the fact that we can be silly. <laughs> and introducing Nathan to Vanity 6. Vanity 6. That's why old school's awesome. You guys teach me something new every day. Vanity 6. <laughs> uh, Apollonia, uh, Susan, and Brenda. And then uh, Apollonia took over when the movie Purple Rain was was scheduled. Vanity was going to be it, but there were some contractual issues. So Prince did what Prince does, and he went and got as close to – did he up is, – is that an upgrade? How Where do you put – Apollonia and Vanity are – They're on the same plane to me. Like they're in the same – they're from the same Amazon goddess colony. <laughs> yeah, they're in the same plane. So she did the movie, and then she she also did. Uh, she was the heroine of Last Dragon, uh, the 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 black black exploitation kung fu movie Oof. that was a cult classic. So uh, if you haven't get a, get a chance, it's there. Pretty good stuff. Who's the master? Show enough. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you so, know. Yeah, if you know, you know. It's there. I like I said. I I. It's good to be back. Uh, to get some of the stuff out. Um, it is an interesting week for Nebraska football. Um, it is an opportunity, and that's my, my, my favorite phrase. That's the coach in me, is that it, it, it's always an opportunity. And if Nebraska could get itself together for a week, especially against Wisconsin, a struggling Wisconsin team, Right, to think of the value to turn Wisconsin into a five and six team. There's some additional value to that. Uh, beating a Wisconsin team that you haven't beaten in a while, mm-hmm. catching them after Iowa, and they didn't do anything well against yeah. Iowa. Iowa played poorly. 146 yards total offense. 150 yards total offense. Still won the game by two scores. Crazy. Right. Oh my god. Uh, Mertz was terrible. There's no other way to put it. He was terrible. Like, we watched some quarterback play that was not stellar. Mm-hmm. Mertz put the ball on the turf and was hitting Iowa defenders in full stride. Mm-hmm. Uh, their offensive tackles looked familiar. <laughs> they look familiar and things happening that just can't happen in Big Ten play with your offensive lineman, your big offensive lineman. Uh, it looked different defensively. Their secondary, uh, beatable. Beatable in every space. I mean, again, if I was throwing the ball and getting getting big plays, big chunk plays, uh, that's open for everybody. I, I kind of like the coach and the way he's going through handling this interim situation. It's I want to say this. It's never easy to be interim coach because it means that things are mo- so monumentally bad that you have to cut ties and – Write off your investment, your emotional investment, your financial investment, uh, your philosophical investment in a thing. And putting somebody in play to handle that in a competent, professional way. And it's just not easy to do. 
not even at Wisconsin, where you've got a depth chart of three that looks the way Big Ten teams are supposed to look. Like, they have talent. They had a culture of winning. They knew how to win. Yeah, yeah. Well, they lost it. They forgot how to win, and they've forgotten how to play competently. And so it's the opportunity for Nebraska to do right one final time at home. Look, for the, for, for the seniors and for some of the underclassmen, this is your last game at Memorial State. Whether you choose for it to be intentionally or not, but if you're a guy who, who returned the extra year and – you get one more chance to make a statement to this fan base, to yourself, to all the work and sacrifices you made, all the work you put in, right? All the injuries you fought through. You have one more chance at home. Goes to show how quick it goes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Strick, do you remember your last home game at Nebraska? Yes, I do. Yeah. Right, so it sticks it, with it, you. It, it, it is. It's very emotional, it, right? And it sticks and stays with you. It's 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 very emotional to know that the, this is the last time that you'll get the opportunity to show and prove and leave it all out on the line there in that moment. Yes, you may get opportunities in the tournaments and whatnot, but this is the last time that you're going to be at home in front of those guys. It's a special moment. It touches your heart deeply. So I can, I can imagine what the feeling's going to be. Right. So for all these players and, and look for the coaching staff, for this coaching staff, we don't know what it looks like, but we do know that for one more Saturday in front of a, a full crowd in front of a, against a rival, somebody that matters to you, you have a chance to make a statement. And I love the people say, you know, be careful what you say about yourself because people will start to believe you. You got a shot to go one and know. And I don't care. Like the Big Ten doesn't care what your injuries are. Big Ten doesn't care what chaos you have. Wisconsin will tell you. Nobody in the Big Ten cares that they got a new coach and that they got injured players and they're not playing up to standard. You think you think Nebraska cares? Like this is a chance. You got a you got a you have a wounded fighter. Yeah. And now the most dangerous fighter is the hurt fighter. The one with nothing to lose. So now you have two fighters who are both hurt, both staggering, who have a chance to get right. One of them will. Why not Nebraska? Why not Nebraska? Mm-hmm. I, it, for me, it's what it, it's what you want from it. It's what you root for. Strick, how do you? How did your coaches regain focus to simply the next game? Well, one of the things that you know our coaches would try to do is, uh, it's very similar to like what, uh, the metaphor of what they would do and how they said it would be very similar to what you would say to someone that would try to drive a car looking in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's too small, mm-hmm. right? Where you've got all the vision of everything in the presence and the now, where you are on this mile marker, what exit's still before you. You've got all this space in front of you, but why are you looking in the rearview mirror at all of that small stuff that's going on behind you, right? Yeah. So it's very similar in the messaging to that. 
just getting you to continue to understand that we're now in the present. We can't look at what's going on three games ahead, where the tournament looks like, who's going to be in the tournament, what seedings are going to be. Can't look at that. We've just got to look at what's going on right now, who we're going into the trenches with, what you're scouting and you're and, and, and focusing on who you have to uh, deal with across from you and what they're going to be doing to try to stop you and what you need to do. Stay on that. And that's that's really that's all that you can do. It it's it's always interesting, Nate. As as a, as a fan, like you're fi- officially in the fan club. Oh, absolutely! Like you're officially a part of the fan base. How are you going into Saturday? Like, are you just beat down? Are you exhaling? Are you expecting the worst? Are you hoping for the best? How do you go through it? We'll ask the text line. Please let us know how, what what the temperature in the room is. How the fan base is going into Saturday, going through this week. How are you getting through it? I'm, you know, I'm a Kool Aid drinker. DP, mm-hmm. I always have been, mm-hmm. and I always will be. I think that you can look at this team and point at very specific instances in every game. You can throw the Michigan game. You can throw the Illinois game in there. You can say you are in a position where you could win mm-hmm. in every game that you played in. And you're playing against a team that plays the same brand of football as the past teams you just saw. Mm-hmm. The same brand of they football. They just don't do it as well. The same thing. They just don't do it as well. Right. And at the same time, you're at home. Anytime you're – you've been to stadiums across the country. I've been to stadiums across the country. Anytime you're Memorial Stadium, you got a shot. I have you to, got a shot. I, I have to fully say that before I got here, I'm not sure I would have put Memorial Stadium game day currently in the top five. But even as business stands, I would still put it in the top five. Yeah. I would still put it in the top five for, yeah. ga- for, for, for game day experience, for the fan experience, uh, for the player experience and how the players are engaged in that space. I would still put it in the top five. Now, I get all excited at the idea and concept of what it would be like if things were going well. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm like yeah. all the other fans. Like, I want to know what – that building is like when things are going well. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing about PBA and to see Haymarket. I've heard about Haymarket and all those other things. So let's go to it. Let's go get them. Let's bring them in. Hall of Famer, G.O.D. What's happening, Jay Foreman? Hey, what's going on? Yeah, you tell me. We're trying to figure out. We're trying That's to good. take. We, we, we still we haven't forgiven Strick because he got Halley's number and lost it. <laughs> oh, he, oh, he did. Yeah, he got Halle Berry's phone number and lost it. Jay, he lost the number. So he fumbled the bag. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I said on the stream. I texted that back to all the streamers. I uh, said Stricky fumbled the bag. Uh, it was a major turnover on that. Hey, because we didn't have the cloud, I could have went back in the cloud if I would. You know, we didn't have that situation back then. Yeah, I'm sure. Are you sure you want after Dave Justice? You sure you want all that? It was before Dave Justice, my boy. That's what would have been better. I would have found out for myself. Yeah, she the Mr. World Series. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, what's the temperature of the room here? What are we looking at? I've been out of this. What's the temperature of the room as you head into Wisconsin week? Uh, Is the vibe, is the feeling, uh, hold your breath, uh, hope, Expectation, beat down, mental, bit, depressed. What What's the vibe? Uh, it's probably a little bit of everything. I mean, they. they uh, I mean, you know, Michigan brought it to them. Uh, so there's a harsh reality, kind of like where you're where you're at and where you should be shooting to be, I guess. And then, 
and then when you look at everything else, um, you know, everybody's on pins and needles to see what, you know, what the decision is going to be and then where you can, you know, maybe, you know, obviously in the offseason, I always try to forecast and, you know, you, you know, you had a lot of people, you know, media included already kind of looking towards next year and, and, uh, and all that stuff. But, you know, I think ultimately it's just, uh, you know, see the work, at, work ahead. You know, the one thing about Nebraska is, uh, you know, look, there's a ton of support without a doubt, best fans in the nation. A ton of money, which is you know from the support and donors and people you know being you know being at every game. Uh, you got support from the athletic department, you know former players, you know et cetera, et cetera, which is on the same level with any you know other university in the nation. But you just got to work a little harder here, and that's the thing, and that's the hard. You know sometimes you know whether you can draw. You know you know your perfect coach in, in your perfect world versus you know getting a guy that. Uh, you know, want to come here and, and be a part of something special because I'm a firm believer there's only a few places on the level of Lincoln or Nebraska when the football team is relevant. And so, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we'll just see. I think it just, you know, it's come from it. Are you tired of trying to do it the other way that it, that has not worked? Or are you going to try to, you know, keep banging your head and do it another way? I mean, if you want to be a, a team that's, physical on both sides of the line, explosive in the run game and potentially in the pass game as Michigan has been over the last couple of years and that gets you on the national scene, then, you know, then you kind of look at their blueprint. If you're trying to be, you know, you know, once every like 10 years and you try to do it another way, it's just, you know, it's kind of when you're in the big 10, you got to adapt and that's the way it is. And it's about playing football. It's not, it's not that hard. You know what it is to do, but it's it's hard to execute because you got to get get a lot of people to buy in, and, and you got to have patience. But then you got to have expectations along with that patience, and it's something that um, I think a lot of people, especially in the media, is afraid to have expectations, let alone patience. They 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 only exercise one or the other. And the reality is, if you're if you're going about your business the right way, you know. You know, you, you won't focus on things you don't need to. You know, there's like a like I was listening to somebody talk about the Raiders, right? And they were talking about Derek Carr and he, what he said and what he what he you know he got sometimes listen between the lines where he said, you know, you got some guys in here, you know, landing on the line because they want to you know be here and win, and some guys aren't. See, like that's a conversation that generally um, is talked about to a you know, trusted media member after the locker room is like cleared out. But see, the the Raiders are like a lot of places. You're you're worried about you know, you know what media is in the practice, who's there, who's that, versus what you're doing at practice. See, like all those things that Nebraska has been worried about for so long, it's still happening even afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. As we've seen a couple of weeks ago, or you know, I don't know, was it I don't know, ten days ago. So at the end of the day, you got to handle your business and know who you're dealing with. And it starts with the, you know, you know, the, you know, football coach or the, you know, the, the president, athletic director, all down the chain, all the way down to the guy who turns the lights and lights on and off, guy or gal turns the lights or lights on and off, and uh, then you go from there. You know, it's not a, you know, hard thing to fix. I do think rebuilding the line is not going to be hitting the transfer portal and catching a genie in a bottle and think you're going to get like four Larry Allens and stuff like that. And then uh, next thing you know, we we're all always back on top. It's going to come from, you know, practicing the right way, lifting the right way, training the right way, and mentally being ready to go out there and be physical. And it's got to be a way of life. It can't be something that you try to turn on on Saturday. Um, and that, you know, because that just won't work and, and it, and it hasn't worked. 
and uh, and so it's just like uh, you know, I would say it's a rebuilding of your brand and identity versus rebuilding, you know, your whole football program. To me, a rebuilding of a whole football program is coming in, uh, you know, kind of like a Bill O'Brien did after the Penn State scandal, FNU after they went on the death penalty, or you know, some other, you know, something like that. You got to go from the ground up now versus here. You got to build, rebuild the brand, rebuild who you are. You got to have a, you know, really, really come to terms with your identity, who you want to be, and be okay with working towards that and then not being a quick fix because you don't want to compare yourself to somebody that's already done it because that's not fair to you and it's not fair to your fans. You got to, you got to be, you got to have something that's tangible to where you walk away from the game and people can say, I see exactly what they're trying to do. They're not there yet, but I know exactly what they're trying to do and why they're doing it. And this is how it will be successful because it's been successful for decades. Okay. And what is is a quarter century is 25 years. Mm -hmm. It was successful for a quarter century. And I don't know what 50 years is. Well, that's a half a century. It's been successful for that long all across America. And so once you adapt that in your own way, then you'll be, you know, right back to where everybody, you know, will be uh, at a different uh, temperature or pulse, you know, this late in the season in November, which that's when football really gets exciting, coming down the stretch and see who can uh, separate themselves. Hey, Jay, we're going to ask you to hold on. Uh, We'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll close out the show. We're going to ask you your take on the game of the year. Uh, We'll talk about that with Jay Foreman when we come back. You're listening to Old School with DP and Jay. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.